This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. Gerard Lozano this morning. Uh, beautiful February morning and um, I'm here to host the host as we always called it over the years. Uh, Don, good morning. How are good you? morning, Gerard. I'm glad that we switched seats. We did. Gives me a chance to uh, voice my opinions. Oh, on the market. Oh, good. Not good, on sports. Good, good. We'll do sports during the commercials. So, how's your year started off? Little crazy. That's been the, that's been the question at at the office when yeah. folks when the members come through and. The the last few weeks of December and and maybe even the first two weeks of of January, I'm thinking, uh oh, maybe I was wrong because I've been saying that, you know, we're going to slow down from 70 miles an hour down to 55 miles an hour, so still a normal market. But those for that month there, I I was a little worried that maybe <laughs> I was wrong because it seemed that slow. Did it? But my gosh, it's uh, we're we're back at it. It, the market is cooking. Um, uh, in fact, I'm going to say we're more than 55. We're at least 60 miles an hour. All right. And and I was going to say that you said cooking. My mind went to we're not we're at about. Are we doing a slow roast, which would be about 200 degrees? Because you look at the statistics, and I you're the stat person. I know, and I run the reports, and we uh, have our little updates from time to time. Um, I'm not much on culinary speaking, skills. I know. i got to watch what I say. You're a microwave guy, and there's only one temperature. Okay, right. well, we'll use your car analogy. 55 is the speed limit. Thank you. That's something Are I can relate to. 55 speed limit, but we're cruising at I'd say 40? right now we're around 60. 40? Uh, no. 45? Oh, no. See, that's why we can agree and not, or have a different opinion, because I don't do your business. I'm, I'm Mr. Regular Guy on the Street that... Uh, so talk to me. Uh, well, first of all, I wouldn't consider you regular, so True. let's get that off the True. Table. Okay, okay. But um, there's more moving people. Uh, inventory is up. Tell me when I go off kilter. Okay. Inventory is up. True? Yes. Sales are a little bit down. But I did see the just a couple weeks ago, um, President Shamshoyan was giving a little talk. Um, the good thing is prices. Good. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, we slow down, but not pricing. Yeah. We did not see a drop of any significance whatsoever in pricing uh, during the last six months while the market slowed down. Okay. Good. Yeah. And um, that's because we are actually returning to a normal market. Um. Where and and here's the best analogy that I've heard from somebody about what a normal market is. <clears throat> a normal market is where both the buyer and the seller are at the negotiating table. Now let's go back a couple of years ago. There were four or five buyers bidding on a house. They were the ones negotiating against the others and against themselves and what they thought. The seller sat back and and could kind of let them do that. And then at the very end, swoop in and say, okay, I'm going to take this this highest and best offer. 
Today, the seller needs to be involved in the negotiating. You can't put a not-so-clean home on the market at an overpriced amount Mm -hmm. and expect it to sell. The seller has to do something once again. Aha. You almost hit on it. Another thing that I took away from that... uh the talk the other day was um, days on market. They've risen. You know, back through last summer, things were really cooking. 31 days, 28 days on the market, depending on the month. Fresno Clovis-ish. But then, now we're up. Let me go uh, beyond that statistic. Yes, sir. It, and, See, because uh, this is what folks are hearing, and so I'm just presenting mm-hmm. the realtor with... Sure. And remember, during the really white-hot market when we were doing even 75 or 80 miles an hour, that uh, days on market might have been 28 Mm -hmm. days, 31 days, something like that. But that also took into account the one that, you know, maybe you had a whole bunch of them sell in under 10 days, (laughs) but you've got a group of them that have still been on the market 150 days because... that's the problem with statistics. uh, Yeah, that is. Got it. So, let me give you another statistic. Uh, Let's go back more than six months ago, and I'm going to say 70% of the listings sold inside of 10 days. Now, you take that same 70%, and it's probably taking 20 to 30 days. It is taking longer. Mm -hmm. There's fewer multiple offers. And why is that? According to you? Okay. (laughs) I'll give you time to think because were they sellers were just not pricing their home correctly? Possibly. You had a couple of phenomena happening. Yes, that was one of them. Okay. You know, sellers were um, saying, okay, so you, the realtor, say my house is worth $325,000. Well, I'm going to list at $350,000 because I think I can get that. Mm -hmm. And, um, by the way, some third-party website said it was worth four hundred thousand. So you get over aggressive. Yeah. Okay, that was, but that's only one of the things. Okay, the other one, and then that is as prices rise and as interest rates rise, the affordability gets maxed out. And I think we hit a point last summer where many of the buyers were maxed out. I remember looking at. Um, a group of buyers that I had that were trying to buy a home, and I'm thinking, wow, they, they can't really go any higher, so they're going to have to lower their expectations. And you hate to do that. I mean, this is a home you're going to live in for a long time, hopefully. Yes. So you don't want, it's bad to lower your expectations. And some of them, rather than lower their expectations based on their purchasing ability, said, they threw up their hands and said, I'm just going to rent for a while. You know, hmm. Maybe they'll get that yeah. promotion at work next year and then by then. By then. Mm-hmm. By then, what will rates be? Is that, the, that might be the other thing that maybe caused right. the shift, huh? See, that's why the decision to purchase is not just a mathematical equation. You can't just say, okay, well, today my debt-to-income ratio is 32% and... This is what my payment will be. Some of it is intangible. Some of it you mm-hmm. got to look at and say, well, we don't know what the rates are going to be, so I'm going to take a take a little gamble. I'm going to buy today, even though it's a little beyond what I want. 
Um, but at least you're you're getting rid of that fear of what rates might be next year and prices. And I think that that is so. I was going to say something similar, and you kind of once again you took a little thunder away from me. But when you're buying a home, it's going to be yours. Maybe it doesn't matter what rate if it's up or down a quarter or whatever. You know what I mean? If you like those, if you like those shoes, you're going to buy them, whether they're on sale or not. You know you can afford it, and you got to think of it perhaps in a different way. You're not looking at a rate. You're not looking at uh, exactly how much was that, but you're going to want to get a good deal. If you find something you really want, you might even love it. People love their homes, I guess, but mm-hmm. you may even love it. It no matter what price, there is a certain top to that, of course. But you know, um, it's like the car. You don't want to show them you really like that car. Because then you're stuck. But yeah. it's different with a house. You know, you, your intent is to get in a home, and rates might go up. But if you don't find that right house, a low rate's not going to get you there any quicker. Ah, that's, that's the true. that's the thing that I think a lot of folks that maybe not so much uh, are in a rush to get to that home. Sure, prices are going to go up a bit, but you want to find something that you're going to live with, <laughs> right? Right for a long time. And that's where I'd like to throw in a little bit of advice for home buyers too. More than likely, even if I'll say even if you're buying up to the two million dollar level, and most of us wouldn't be, but even if you are, you're probably not going to find a perfect home. Something $2 might million maybe, dollars, maybe the closet's too big, too small. Maybe the floor plan is tweaked a little differently than mm-hmm. what you wanted, but you're you're actually buying four walls and a roof. You know, you're you're buying a house. It's up to you, the buyer, to make it a home. I, one of the greatest sales I've ever had. Somebody bought a $15,000 mobile home. This is only three years ago, and the excitement they had and the love they have for that home makes it all worth it. Mm-hmm. So see, they just have to find the right deal. Yes. Yeah, and appreciate it and put the family memories into that home. Good. Take the pictures. Get ready. Well, before we go to our first commercial break, we got, we've got we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Don, you better be ready, buddy, because i got ready. some stumpers in here for you. I'm not okay. going to share any notes I have because I have none <laughs> right here. But we're going to talk, uh, talk some tips, some do's and don'ts. Myths about home buying, selling. Um, you brought along an interesting tidbit because it's all about location. Our location is affordable. We're going to get into that and more. You're listening to Welcome Home Radio on 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This morning is Gerard Lozano. Don Scordino. Shocker. Yeah. Can we level can we level when people get sick or they're out of town? Uh, you get a call on a Friday and need to do a show on a Saturday morning live from nine to ten AM. I took the call this morning. Ah. Poor choice. Yeah. <laughs> Remember back in the day with the did you ever have a, a pager? Of course you did. Mm-hmm. I'm that old. <laughs> I did, but just for a short time. But you could blame the battery on that. Oh, I didn't get the page. The batteries must be dead. Good old triple A or double A? Double A, I think. Yeah. 
double A's. And you have to, way off topic, we're here for Welcome Home Radio, but didn't you have to pay per te- uh, text, per page? page? <laughs> I think you did. Yeah, gosh, I don't remember. I'd make a million, well, I'd be broke if you did. If yeah. that was the times right now. I don't know, we should ask an expert on paging, and that would be our board operator, Bobby Thistle. Bobby he, has pager still? Yeah. Do you th- What's that? <laughs> you know, it's next to your 8-track uh-huh. recorder. You don't know, do you? No? Okay, okay. He's heard tell. Okay, Google. Google it. <laughs> of course, we didn't have Google to learn what that was. But anyhow, back to 2019. You claim we started off very well. And you you always have a positive outlook. And I know you... That's my disclaimer. Know. It's not bad. The good thing is, um, as I said last year, there were no cliffs. Things were kind of going well. Mm-hmm. People say this year we're we're going to go well again. Not exceedingly wonderful, as per NAR and CAR. Our own chief economist says the same thing. There's a slight dip in housing sales. Of course, we're unique. And I, I mean that with all sincerity because... Um, you know, where else are you going to go and actually try to get a home? Central Valley, Fresno, Clovis, mm-hmm. Selma, oh. Kingsburg. You our have prices, a list. Our prices are so much better than you brought other. along a list from Santa Monica. And looking at this, because we have a different topic to talk about, but the some are double my house payment, at least. Yeah. You know, and so that's for uh, an apartment. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, even better. Let me see. I okay. So I stopped and I got a yeah. free um, rental list over there in the Santa Monica area. Um, I happen to know the broker who who owns it, and I bet um, she was happy to see you. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, you caught her running out the back door. <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> hey, just because you do that to me doesn't mean everybody else does. No, no, never. But here's here's a. Two bedroom, two bathroom um, apartment, apartment, not a house, yeah. in Santa Monica, and um, it rents for four thousand dollars a month. Um, okay, that it must there, be on the ocean. I hope it's like no walk out your back door no, to the it's sand. A, it's about it. She did tell me that it has a slight ocean view. It's about six blocks away from the ocean. Mm. So if you can look over the trees and the other uh, rooftops, you can kind of see the ocean and and maybe an oil derrick or something. No. Okay, but the point is (laughs) two-bedroom, two-bath apartment, second story, and it uh, it rents for $4,000 a month. Um, There is a – this is a rent-controlled area. Uh Uh-huh. They've had rent control there since 1979. So there are some people that are in that same complex that are only paying about $868 a month because um, they're rent controlled. Yep. So who pays for the rent control? Not the government, but mm-hmm. it's the newer people. So the new pe- they have to charge $4,000 a month to help compensate for the 868 Either that or the owner of the building pays for it. Well, eventually, the yeah. owner the owner is going to take the hit a few times, but eventually, to uh, pay for their investment and pay for the maintenance, they've got to up the rents. Now, an apartment 
here in the Fresno area would probably go for 20 to 25% of that. So a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment, you could probably, oh, yeah, and as old as this unit is, well, maybe 800, Hmm. 900 a month. Wow. And we are not, we, we have a different type of rent control here, and it's called the open market, supply and demand. If if here in the Central Valley there was a an apartment yeah. owner that asked four thousand dollars for a two bedroom two bath apartment in a forty year old unit, they're not going to get it mm-hmm. because of the open market supply and demand. Yeah, good point, Don. Here's another Try good give point. Me one. May I give another good point here, Gerard? <laughs> Please. <laughs> so I, I said, well. Before rent control, what did you know? Before 1979, what did those units rent for? And she said they were uh, in the high 100, so 175 to 195 dollars a month, and now they're up to 4,000. So look at how yeah. that grew. Now here in the Central Valley, um, you go back to 19. 19- 79 in a two bedroom two bath apartment probably rented for $300 a month now 40 some years later it's renting for 900 okay it's tripled of course everything else has remember back sure. in 1979 yeah. minimum wage was probably what what, Why what were you? Me? Yeah, <laughs> I was nine. <laughs> Bobby, how about you? Oh. Negative four. Okay, Don, okay. answer your so question. So <laughs> I was getting two dollars and twenty-five cents now. <laughs> I don't recall, but my point is, you're getting yourself in a pickle, as they say. Yeah. However, the point is, in a rent-controlled area, look how things get out of control. Yeah. Now this is a. It's. It doesn't. It don't make sense. Yeah. So the best type of rent control, obviously, is the open market mm-hmm. where common sense and supply and demand have to have to reign. And um, with that said, we you know we deal with stuff in the legislature within California about your private property rights, and these are things that our our realtor members up and down the state, um, you know, there's legislation that we do with the state. Um, and locally to watch out for private property rights mean exactly that. We're your best advocates, homeowners, because um, doing it on your own is a tough, tough way to do it. But um, you know, there's there's ideas that come out that are supposedly going to be a good thing for everybody. But um, well, your that's open what, market statement is uh, rings really true. Yeah, and that's what Proposition Ten was all about. Thankfully, with the help of the California mm-hmm. Association of Realtors and with the help of the California Apartment Association and other uh, groups, it, Prop 10 was defeated. But it doesn't mean it won't, that something like it won't rear its ugly head again. But that was actually trying to take rent control and turn it into price control. So you heard the story here in Santa Monica about one person's paying 4000 and just a couple of doors over maybe they're paying $868 so what prop 10 was attempting to do is say no we're going to control the price on the whole piece of real estate so none of those apartments no matter if it's somebody new somebody old can go for more than x amount of dollars 
Um, let me give you a an analogy. That's like just creating a statewide price on gasoline, saying all mm-hmm. gas stations have to charge $4 a gallon or can only charge $2 a gallon. Let, let's say they decide we're only going to, all gas stations can only charge $2 a gallon. Yeah. Well, I think that those uh, oil refineries are going to start selling to Oregon, Nevada, Canada, Mexico, mm-hmm. wherever, you know. So that's where we got to be very careful with all the regulation. There's too much. Well, we're working on things. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. We're never at a loss for trying to, to help. Um, if we can change gears a little bit, Don, I know the Association of Realtors... Uh, we have a charitable foundation, long story real short for you listeners, but the uh, California Association of Realtors has the Housing, Affordla- Housing Affordability Fund, easy for me to say, um, and you want to talk about a program. Our foundation recently received some funds to help veterans. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, the- talk to us about this program. I'm sorry. We'll kick off Monday, February 4th, so your local realtor has details. Or they should have details. That's right. Um, so starting uh, Monday, February the 4th, there will be a program for, called the Veterans Opportunity Program. This There's a $50,000 grant that the Fresno Association of Realtors and Affiliates Foundation received to give out to first-time veteran homebuyers. Now, the money does not go to the homebuyer. Because what we're trying to do is get rid of a problem here, and that is many sellers have an old-fashioned belief, kind of like if you believed a pager is still a good idea. Because that's about how long ago some of these myths about the VA loans go back. Um, They think that, oh, a veteran, a VA program is no good for me as a seller. That's that's not true. Um, Not anymore. It used to be, but not anymore. And this is a $2,000 bonus that a seller, the seller can get that if they work with a veteran buyer. So the benefit to the veteran buyer is they're going to get a more willing, open-minded seller. The benefit to the seller is that they may get this $2,000. And, of course, I say may get because there are conditions it's an availability issue. There's only yeah. fifty thousand dollars left total, so that's twenty-five grants. If you're seller number twenty-six, you're not going to get it. Yes, sir. We're, we'll go into a little bit more detail. We're up against a break, but you're listening to Gerard and Don on nine forty a.m. ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. We were just discussing with Don here the Veterans Opportunity Program. Don, you said a magic word of the grant money we received from the California Association of Realtors Housing Affordability Fund. I'm sure everybody's ears perked up. You said $50,000 was a grant we received. Yes. Um, Possibly $2,000 credit to sellers that close of escrow who sell to a veteran. A first-time home, uh, home buyer you. veteran. See, we're testing each other. Yeah. Um, so there, there's 
there's paperwork, obviously, but your local realtor should hopefully discuss this with the right sellers. There is a limit to the the um, price of the home, I believe under $300,000. But you want to take it away because you were getting into some myths about... Yeah. Well, okay, let me, let me take care of the myths. Yes. Then if I could go into some of the limitations on the program. Yes. But I also don't want to forget, where did that money come from? Well, let's talk about that. So as Got a good it. host that you hey, are, I jotted everything down. Okay, you'll you'll keep me in line, yeah. hopefully. Where were we on the first one? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let's take care. I I was only testing you out, so uh, you're gonna have to work on your hosting skills, Gerard. <laughs> okay, we we're talking Go. about the myths. All right. Yeah. The myth is that. The uh, VA loan, VA buyer is not good for the seller because they got to pay all of the closing costs. Not true. False. False. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not supposed to answer. Go ahead. Well, I'm glad that even you knew that because <laughs> that hasn't been true for decades. But you'd be amazed how many sellers still think that. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why you want to use a realtor. Most realtors are going to be more educated and up to date because... I'm going to guess I get three to four educational emails a day sent to my um, my inbox just keeping me up to date on, on things mm-hmm. like this. And that would be through the National Association, the California Association, and the Fresno Association of Realtors. Um, here's another one is that the VA appraisals always come in low. No, they don't. Um, in fact... It used to be a little tougher because the, you could not pick your VA appraiser like you could on a conventional loan. The loan officer might say, oh, I want to use old Henry over here because he always mm-hmm. comes in good. Well, surprise, surprise, to, since 2010, conventional loans can't do that either. So, it, um, uh, in fact, conventional loans kind of adapted adopted what VA did. So the appraisal's really no different. Yes, there are things like you can't have um, chipped and peeling paint if it's prior to 1978. But you know what? If you have a 1984 built home, Mm -hmm. uh, that shouldn't be a problem. And by the way, if you have chipped and peeling paint, you probably ought to paint it before you list it. For marketing purposes, not so that you can discredit a, the VA appraiser, um, it, it does have a value. That chipped and peeling paint has a value proposition to it also, not just a regulation from VA. Gotcha. The, another one is that yeah. it, they take a lot longer. Not true for the last few decades because um, lenders can now process them uh, independently in their offices after escrow closes in maybe 30 days, just like a conventional would, they then uh, apply to VA to get their the insurance, but they're assured of it because they follow the VA guidelines. Mm-hmm. So, there, myth-wise, it's time yeah. in the year 2019. We got to get <laughs> over it. A VA loan is a great loan. Yeah, and um, the folks that this. this you know, getting a veteran into a home, first-time home buyer, is a great thing. We have a limited supply of funds available. Twenty-five is what we're at um, to help. Um, and of course, 
those looking to get in that fit this criteria of a first-time homebuyer uh, veteran, contact your local realtor. They should know the details, but they know how to contact us and get get the documents and um, and get the process going. But talk about you know, boy, fifty thousand dollars is quite a bit of money. We had to we had to jump through and go through um, a couple of different uh, meetings. I should say they felt like an interview, but as well we should. Mm-hmm. You know, we went and explained the program to the Housing Affordability Fund, and it, you know, they ask questions and uh, make sure we're going the right direction to to get these funds. But how'd they become available? Well, it, it <clears throat> goes back to another myth that we're going to bust, and that is that realtors just care about the money. They just care about their commissions. All of this money in the statewide housing affordability fund came from contributions from other realtors. Um, mm-hmm. Beginning every January when I go to the state meetings, I, I contribute, make a donation to the housing affordability fund. Now, my money that I live in Fresno might go to somebody in San Diego, right. somebody in Bakersfield, but they've got this money. Uh, the Fresno Association of Realtors went to them last year and said, we have created this program, and we want to ask you for a grant of $50,000. Um, they probably made a few tweaks in there. In fact, I'm going to bet one of them is the first, the first-time <laughs> home buyer, not just veterans, but it's got to be a first-time home buyer veteran. Mm-hmm. First time is defined as someone who hasn't owned a home in the last three years. They did make such. Yeah. Now, for veterans out there, keep this in mind. You may have owned a home before, used your VA loan, and um, but you sold it, let's say, 10 years ago. And you've been renting for the last 10 years. This the, You'd be eligible for this. Now, how do you find that home? There will be participants. And this goes into some of the limitations we talked about. Yeah. Um, it, the program begins February 4th. So it has to be a new listing where the seller signs up and signs an appropriate form um, to participate in the program. Veteran buyers should have their realtor look for those particular homes. Now, little advice. Don't limit yourself just to that so that you can give mm-hmm. the seller an extra $2,000. This should be bonus money. It shouldn't be part of the negotiating. If you're going to make or break a deal over this $2,000, don't. don't do it. Yeah, because what happens if the money runs out before you get there? Take your best offer sellers um hopefully you're going to look this is to open your eyes and yeah. make so that maybe the veterans uh program is is a good way to do it and and that's a good thing and you, the second time i've heard you say such you know words because you know of we wisdom? had a, we had a i won't say words and words okay. we had a, a workshop at the association to promote this upcoming uh program to our our realtor members and um packed the room was full right but again it's not it's gonna like you say it's gonna be a bonus but it's not gonna be the the deal breaker either side you find buy or sell you want that particular home if it comes with this perfect but um you know you make the case for getting into the right home at the right time at the right price and you can try to line everything out wonderfully and fall short on one um this is something that 
hopefully folks, you know, it, it will be used, and um, we don't know how long the funds will be available. It's for the first 25 closings, so your local realtor um, will be able to give you all the details. But um, as you said, for the for the bonus it can be for some mm-hmm. is the best thing. I'm going to make a prediction or a forecast. I'm going to say the program lasts three and a half months, and then it will be used up. So get out now. All right. Three and a half months is plenty of time to go find a home. <laughs> I, and I don't know. It could go in 30 days. It could take a year. I, who knows? Yeah. But that that's my, don't laugh, that's my educated guess. <laughs> we I said, know. Don't laugh. I know. Um, well, good. So a good program. Consumers, ask your, your local realtor about the Veterans Opportunity Program. They should be up to speed. Realtors hearing this for the first time. Contact the Fresno Association of Realtors for the criteria and documents. Uh, be happy to share that with you. Um, or call Don. I should, honestly, you can call Don because Don was one of the participants to help create this. Uh, thanks also to Ken Newfeld, And thank you also to Sandy Darling, who really had to get in there for the interview process and, and answer the questions. But can we talk about, we just got talking about loans and VA loans and there's probably a loan for everybody. I did learn as well at a at a recent uh, seminar perfect credit scores. Folks may have a myth that that that's what they need is a per- well first what's perfect, right? Mine. Or is it better to say there's a loan out there for everybody within reason? And verse and then you can answer with just one more quick tidbit here. Do I go with uh uh abc.com home loan? Or should I walk into somewhere and get that loan? Because ABC Home Loan gave me a lot of options. The local people only gave me two. Or maybe even one, and the rate was nowhere near the dot-com rate. Do you want to talk about first kind of credit scores? And that's not really for the realtor to determine. That should be for the loan folks to determine. But uh, Or maybe you do. I'm going to let you answer it. Okay. First of all, there's a tie-in between your credit score and how many options you had. Mm-hmm. So let's say you go online to abc.com. Uh, well, you'll get a news channel if you do that. Um, <laughs> ABC Loans. Don't go to John Doe either. Just yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, and oh, they're advertising this great rate, no closing cost. I mean, it just it's almost too good to be true. However. That advertisement has not seen your credit score yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so um, when you go into a local office, you talk to them, and they have your credit score, and they go, here's your two options. Well, that's going to be based off your credit score. Now, l- let me give you credit scores, if I understand right, go from 350 to 850. 850 is perfect. Um if you have a credit score of 580, so you know, kind of in the middle there, you can get a loan. And, and yeah, um, and let me back up. If you had a 350 credit score, you could get a loan too. But it's going to probably be a what's called a subprime hard money private party loan. Um, you know, interest rates are going to be up there in the double digits. But let's go to the 580s. You can get an FHA loan where the government is basically co-signing for you. 
telling the lender that, hey, we think these people are going to be good. If they go bad, the government will make you whole. So that's what an FHA loan is. FHA doesn't really loan you their mm-hmm. own money. So, And that's with a halfway credit score. Now, the higher you go on there, let's say you get to 640, now you, you can get most of your conventional loans. Let's say you're over 720, you're into the, the prime pickings here where you get the, the, the best of everything, yeah. lowest rates, everything. So that's why it's, and here's a little bit of advice too. Let's say you go in and you're, you, they say, well, you have a 565 credit score, so you're 15 points away. Instead of going to the private party, ask the your local lender, what can I do to increase my credit score quickly? Uh-huh. And, and they'll help you. I got that. And uh, two more questions that tie in, and I wrote them down so I won't forget as we go to our next commercial break. So I'm not going to share anything with you. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. You're listening to Welcome Home Radio on 940 ESPN. Okay, the final nine minutes or so. Let's see how close we can get. We'll push it, huh? Let's push it. Well, let's go 19. Okay, no. We'll get in trouble. Let's go overtime. Like like those football games a few weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Oh, yeah. But it's exciting. Well, you know what happened at the end. Both my teams that I wanted to win didn't fare well, but... uh, Hmm. Well, the team I wanted to win did. Who's going to win tomorrow? Well, I believe the Rams. But we did clarify this earlier in the... Uh... You're not educated? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm an optimist. <laughs> you know, I do hope they do win over that other team. Hmm. By the way, as far as not being educated, mm-hmm. I ran into my old English teacher from high school. And mm-hmm. he wanted to know how come I don't use any English on this show <laughs> that he taught me, which was the pro- he claims the proper way to do it. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it was all grammatical on the writing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you were talking. You were on a roll with stating all these numbers and and um, credit score depends on the on the loan you can get. Um, did you finish up on that? Because then I was going to throw another one in there for you. 30 years is a long time. 15 years is half as much, but can I pay twice? It? I'm just going to say it, and you can correct me. Because there's a 15-year loan that people should consider versus a 30-year loan, but do I have twice as much money for the 15-year as the 30-year? Is it that simple? I'll answer no. that. Yes, sir. But first, I want to go back to the FICO thing, your credit score. Yes. Ask your local lender, how can I improve my credit scores so that I can take advantage of better rates, better programs? And I know you're you're not the, the guy in that seat. General question for but you. But I've Just, seen a thing or okay, two. Okay, I know. Because you know a thing or two. Yeah. Different show, different commercial. Um Generally speaking, how long does that take to see a uh, rise in your credit score? If it's something as simple as going and paying off a collection, and you go that yeah. day and pay it off, and you get a receipt, and, and it shows zero balance on that account now, 
Um, they can do a, a rapid re rescore, oh. and it can all be done inside of the the escrow time. Um, and some underwriters will even say, even though your credit score reflects this, yeah. now that we have this receipt that you went and paid it off, and it's a zero balance, we're going to move forward. Oh, okay. So it can be something very simple. Simple. Now let's say it was something like a bankruptcy that's two and a half years old. Well, you're going to have to wait till three years after it's been discharged to get a new FHA loan. Okay. If it's a conventional loan, you may have to go seven years. Got well. Okay. But just a little so bumps anywhere in your from credit. one day to seven years. <laughs> There's my answer. Thanks, Don. I'm sure you, you covered yourself on that. But let's talk 30 year versus 15 year. Or I'm sure there's probably something in between. Yeah. Um, not much, okay, but good. there is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got myself covered again. There you go, another pickle. <laughs> All right. If you are like me and you are a big proponent of home equity, you like knowing that, hey, I only owe 100000 and yet it's worth 300 and mm-hmm. I have $200,000 of non-liquid assets. I can't use that thing, but I'd like to know that I'm close to owning something without a bank involved. If you're a proponent like that, then a 15-year mortgage is good. Yeah. Now, I'm going to give you a rule of thumb, and there's some lender out there that's going to say, oh, oh, he, he's off by 1.5%. Uh, uh, all right. But just mm-hmm. as a rule of thumb, 30 years to 15 years is half the time. Okay. You're gonna that 15-year payment is gonna be about 25% more than a 30-year payment. So um, uh, that's better than my 50% more than yeah. your regular payment. Right. So that's good. Yeah. Now there here's an in-between. You can mm-hmm. get a 30-year mortgage and then just pay extra every month because mortgages are based on what's called simple interest, and simple interest just means that you simply charge the amount of interest every month on the remaining balance. So let's say you knocked, you got a big tax return and you paid $10,000 off in one chunk on your mortgage. Well, your simple interest, uh, you're going to be charged the following mo- month mm-hmm. based on the remaining balance, which is now $10,000 lower. And that will speed up the process. I wish banks offered a 20-year mortgage because that is kind of the optimum. It's all, <laughs> it's all looking at it from the consumer yeah. side. And uh, I've never gone for the click on uh, on the websites that say this is what your banks don't want you to know. Oh. But I'll bet you that what they mm-hmm. don't want you to know is that 30 years is kind of in their favor because that first 10 years – you're going to be paying a lot of interest That's only. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas if you went to a 20-year mortgage, which very few of them offer, um, then, uh, well, they offer it, but the rate's not what's enticing you. In other words, um, it, it yeah. may only be an eighth of a percent lower, if even that. Because people want to feel like the bank's not getting all... The most money they can, so that might be the 15-year, <coughs> excuse me, thought process, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shorter time, shorter time for the bank to get more money. Yeah. Um, I've had some 15-year mortgages in the past, and I will tell you, 
it makes you feel good when you get that monthly statement and you made a mega stride mm-hmm. in reducing your principal. Um, so that's what's kind of nice. Might be a little discouraging when you. Well, I I also had a forty year mortgage one time. This is before. how old are you? <laughs> okay, that's a good point because had I how fully amortized that, I would have it paid off by next year. <laughs> and I bought it in 1980. <laughs> okay, so but so you can do different things, and if you're in the 30, you can go to a 15 at some point. Yeah. Right. Right. When you can afford it, or um, there you've been there long enough, or you have equity. True. Yeah, sure. Uh, the, the, when I had that forty-year mortgage, eight years after I uh, paid on it, I realized that hey, I'm not going anywhere pretty slowly here. <laughs> um, so I refinanced right. yeah. it into a fifteen-year mortgage. Okay. So actually, and now it's paid yeah. off. So I actually had that paid off in twenty-two years. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Knocked it down eight. It is a good thing. It is nice to own something. Yeah. And this might be for the next show, but because um, we've got under a minute to go. But should everybody's intention is to pay their pay that home off? Is that the best thing? Depends on their situation. Yeah, I tell you, if you do that, you're going to feel good about it. Uh, you're creating a lot of options for yourself. Um, now, there's times when people need to do reverse mortgages and take away from their equity to uh. pay their expenses. Another That's why it's time. good to consult with a with a realtor. Another time, another. Those are great topics, and we'll we'll dig into those sometime this year. It's a long year. Don. Thank you. All right, thanks for being here, Gerard, and Don. Come thanks. back again next week, okay? Thank you, Gerard. You've been listening to Welcome Home Radio. Have an awesome Saturday and a happy Super Bowl weekend. Bye bye. <laughs>